Last week, I talked about letting down your guard, about how it is in our nature to want to protect and defend ourselves, but that in doing so, we cut ourselves off from goodness and from possibility. The invitation is to trust that when you take the risk of making yourself vulnerable, that you will be held, that you will be supported, that you will find liberation and even joy in your daring to stretch and grow. This is my faith, and it has been my experience also. This month, we've been reflecting on the way of vulnerability, and so several weeks ago in a small online gathering, I shared a reading, some words from a German Zen master about this way of vulnerability. Carl von Durkheim said that if you're trying to grow and deepen and you fall upon hard times, then you will seek out someone who will encourage you to risk yourself rather than turning to a friend who would comfort you but encourage your old self to survive so that you may endure the suffering, he wrote, and pass courageously through it, thus making of it a raft that leads to the far shore. The inner life, the spiritual life, it's so interesting and mysterious, isn't it? It is both a journeying and a sitting still and apparently looking like you're doing nothing at all. It requires effort and attention, but if you try too hard, then walls and barriers seem to pop up. The Buddhist tradition seems to understand and inhabit these paradoxes of the inner life better than the Western traditions that many of us grew up in. Buddhism reminds us that striving only takes one so far, that it helps that it's necessary to let go of our attachments and learn to trust, to, trop, to stop trying so hard to control things, and rather to try relaxing and just letting things happen. Buddhism teaches that you can actually teach and train your mind to work in more helpful ways. Because this month we've been reflecting on this way of vulnerability, after I shared, that's why I shared those words with that small online group a few weeks ago. And after I did those, share those words about making of our suffering a raft that leads to the far shore, one of the others in that group sent back this essay by Pema Chodron from which our reading came this morning that begins, as you just heard, when I was about six years old, I received an essential teaching from an old woman sitting in the sun. 
I was walking by her house one day feeling lonely, unloved, and mad, kicking anything I could find. Laughing, she said to me, little girl, don't you go letting life harden your heart. Right there, I received this pithy instruction. We can let the circumstances of our lives harden us so that we become increasingly resentful and afraid, or we can let them soften us and make us kinder and more open to what scares us. We always have this choice. There is so much that can make us anxious or afraid, isn't there? So much out there these days, and so much in here, too, right? Hurtful experiences, unhelpful thoughts, old patterns that can be hard to change, old stories that no longer serve us, but they keep coming back up. Pema Chodron invites us to head into those tender and vulnerable spaces, to remember that there is a place that is beyond and deeper than our ideas of right and wrong, that's more complex and richer than the dualities that we often get trapped inside. There is this soft spot within us, this place of the open heart and the open mind, and it's within every one of us, this place of compassion and wholeness. You know it's easy to get worn down by life, right? To become hardened, embittered, closed off. You sense this in some folks who have been hurt and disappointed so much that they have built a shell around themselves to try and protect themselves against any more pain. And you know, there are other folks, we each know these people, who seem to radiate peace and well-being. They seem to have this glow around them. They have a gratitude for life. But these people, they've had their own share of pain and suffering too, but somehow it has helped to open them up, has made them grateful for the gifts in this moment and in this day. I remember a dying man I met once in the hospital and what he said, even with all its struggles, Life is so beautiful. We have a choice about how we're going to respond to the events of our lives. We each have to ask ourselves, am I going to go hard or soft? And it's not a one-time answer. It's an answer we have to keep giving over and over again. And rather than covering over our soft spot, the invitation is to get to know it, to cultivate it and nurture it like you would a garden, so that it can help you to live a richer 
and deeper and more compassionate life. The Buddhist tradition names four noble truths, and it calls them noble because they help one to be spiritually awake and to be free. The four noble truths are, one, that life involves suffering, two, that suffering is caused by our attachments, three, that release from suffering is possible, and four, there is a way to get from here to there. Buddhism understands that much of the problem is here in our own minds. We have these ideas, don't we, about how life is supposed to be? But what happens when life does not go along with our plans, as it doesn't do much of the time? I remember when I was a new parent, a long time ago now, and I was still learning how to attach a cloth diaper to a little baby, hopefully without injecting the sharp diaper pin into his tender flesh. One day, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a particularly messy diaper change, and all of a sudden, I had poop all over my hands. And this made me mad. It made me upset. I said some choice words, I am sure. But then this voice came to me and said, who are you to think you shouldn't have poop on your hands? Get over yourself. Who knows where that voice came from? Maybe it was being in the presence of this new and beloved baby, this little miracle in my midst, this little Buddha who had already stolen my heart, even though he was capable of creating such pungent and copious amounts of poop. Moments of insight, maybe even glimpses of enlightenment do come to us from time to time, right? Sometimes in surprising places. Buddhism reminds us, it puts it right up at number one, that life involves suffering. And tells us you don't have to get mad or resentful about it. It just is what it is. And if you can develop a spirit of acceptance, of equanimity, which is something I am still working on, and I'll be working on till my dying day, you can find that little things don't need to ruffle you so much. You can even have a sense of humor about them. As they say, poop happens. I was listening to a podcast the other day with a spiritual director and teacher named Sandra Smith. And she was talking about when something happens that bothers or upsets us, how so often 
our tendency as human beings can be to react strongly and get hooked. And this can lead us down a slippery slope, right? You know what I'm talking about. Old stories get dredged up and all of a sudden it, it goes from, from upset to worse. But there's another way, Sandra says. She says the shift for all of us is from fear to love. And she's developed this practice that helps her keep from getting hooked by life's challenges. When something upsets her, Sandra says, if I can drop the story about why I'm hurt, if I can simply feel it, can stay with the physicality of that emotion for 90 seconds, because that's how long most feelings usually last. If I can stay with the physicality of that emotion for 90 seconds without attaching it to a story, simply staying with that felt sense of the emotion. Because each of us is made of compassion, she says, the body, without any effort on our part, except stabilizing our attention for 90 seconds, the body will shift that energy to compassion, to virtue. And then the emotion no longer controls us. We get our higher selves back and we're sitting in compassion. And this has saved me, she says, many times to practice this. This is what Pema Chodron is talking about in our reading today that we put up these defenses, often without thinking about it, to shield and protect ourselves from pain. Because we're afraid of getting hurt. Nobody wants to feel hurt, but we all do. And these defenses we put up, these walls, they get further fortified by our feelings and by our stories and the histories we have particularly with those we love and are close to. But we do have this soft spot, the open heart, the open mind, which Pema Chodron says is like a crack in these walls that we erect. The soft spot is a natural opening to the barriers we create when we are afraid. And with practice, we can learn to find this opening we can learn to seize that vulnerable moment. The invitation always is to let down our guard and open ourselves to the gifts that are right here. To remember that we already have everything we need within us. We have this heart of compassion. We have this soft spot. Everyone does. And if we see it in others, we can help them in very subtle ways to live into it themselves as well. And when more of us lead from that open-hearted and compassionate place, then life is better for us all. Take my hand. 
the Vietnamese Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh wrote, Take my hand. We will walk. We will only walk. We will enjoy our walk without thinking of arriving anywhere. Walk peacefully. Walk happily. Our walk is a peace walk. Our walk is a happiness walk. Then we learn that there is no peace walk, that peace is the walk, that there is no happiness walk, that happiness is the walk. We walk for ourselves, we walk for everyone, always hand in hand. Walk and touch peace every moment. Walk and touch happiness every moment. Each step brings a fresh breeze. Each step makes a flower bloom under our feet. Kiss the earth with your feet. Print on earth your love and happiness. Earth will be safe when we feel in us enough safety. Earth will be safe when we feel in us enough safety. Amen. Amen.